0: Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Coach School Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimmy. I went from being a burnt out pediatric hospitalist to building a multiple six figure coaching business while working full time. I did this by mastering sales and getting my clients amazing results as a coach because the two go hand in hand. The Doctor Coach School, I help women doctors become transformative coaches and build profitable, high ticket coaching businesses using my proprietary coaching tools and my proven sales framework. If you are a woman doctor who wants to obtain freedom through coaching, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of the DCS Podcast y'all. Before we get into today's episode and before I walk you through how I quit my job, I want to invite you to join me on November 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for my brand new training, how to quit your doctor job by becoming a doctor coach, okay? So I'm going to talk in this episode about the steps that I took to quit my job, but listen, you got to join us for the training on November 28th. It is time for us to stop linking our purpose and our profit to our profession. It is time for us to learn how to make money with our own brain. It is time for us to put away the excuses and take those steps forward that we have purpose to take, that we know we're supposed to take, that God has placed on our heart to do in starting a coaching business. And in this training, I am going to walk you through exactly how to develop a 5K to 20K offer that people will want to buy without any additional certifications, how to sell that offer, that 5K to 20K offer, just like my clients do all the time and hit six figures in your business, even while working full-time, even if no one currently knows you as a coach right now. If you are brand new to coaching, you have never coached anyone before outside of yourself, right, to achieve your own transformation, you can still sell a 5K to 20K high ticket offer and get your clients results. I'm going to be walking through the number one barrier that will block you from hitting six figures in your coaching business. And we are going to allude, I'm going to start that process today. Okay. And I'm going to walk you through a system and a simple system to develop, market, and sell your offer in less than three hours a week. Okay. So time, is not a barrier. Lack of time, not a barrier. Because I did it and I made $283,052 while working full time. So that means, that means that you 100% can sell a high ticket offer even while you're working full time. This is not, these things are not mutually exclusive. And I'm going to talk exactly how to do that. I'm going to talk through exactly how to do that in my brand new training, the doctorcoachschool.com slash quit. The com slash quit. It's time to quit y'all. It's time to quit the excuses. It's time to quit, you know, talking ourselves out of it. It is November Q4 of 2023. You can end this year having signed clients and working with clients. That is possible for you. The doors of DCS will be opening on November 28th at my training. So you want to be there live so you can get your questions answered and get yourself prepared to join the doctor coach school. All right, y'all, let's talk through how I quit my job. Now, if you are an OG listener of the podcast, then you know that I quit my job in June of 2022. However, I just want to say that I actually quit my job two years before I walked out of the doors. And so let me walk you through that process. So let's go back to 2020. So 2020 started off incredibly, right? For many of us, it was like going to be the year of vision and all of these things, right? So just like you, I had so many visions about what I wanted 2020 to be. And I started off the year with launching my podcast, my prior podcast, the Productive on Purpose Podcast, And I really wanted to help women overcome procrastination. In January, I think it was like around January 16th, I hosted my first webinar, my first training. Y'all, I had four incredible women <laughs> that came to that training. Three of them were friends. <laughs> And One of them was one of my residents in my residency program who heard me talking about it. So I had four women on that training. And, you know, doing that training really helped me see that I wanted to impact women. I wanted to directly work with them to help them overcome procrastination. So around March, yes, March of 2020, <laughs> was when I started thinking that I want to have a coaching business. Now, we all know what happened in March of 2020. The entire world shut down. We were petrified because remember, this was before vaccines. This was before we even really exactly knew what we were dealing with. It was really fuzzy. Like it was just there's this virus that's killing people in China and all over the world. And now we're in a pandemic. And so, that was a really, really heavy time for me. But what kept me going and what spurred me on was the decision that I had made that I wanted to help other women in their businesses. So I remember hiring a coach and launching into the process of starting my own business. In April of 2020, I started promoting, right? And I, y'all, I didn't know what I was doing. I did not know what I was doing. In fact, I'm so glad I didn't know everything in terms of what that year would have been, right? Because I definitely would not have started. It was one of the hardest years of my life. Very rewarding in some ways, but it was so challenging, like selling my offer, not really fully understanding sales, right? I was handed a sales script. I was handed a script. I was told, this is how you sell your offer. And I was trying the script and it wasn't working. Not only that, I was getting people who would come on the phone and I was, so I was selling a $997 program with sales calls. Okay. And I was using this script and I did not know why it was not working. Not only that, I would get people on a call and they would basically tell me that they had no money and they had no intention of working with me. They just wanted to hang out and chat. Like literally you all like this was what was happening to me basically nonstop. So I launched my first offer in $997 and I had five women join. So I essentially made a little under 5K. So we'll just say I made 5K in my business with my first launch. 5K, that was it, right? Now, here's what I told myself. Yes, I was disappointed that I did not actually, I really wanted 10K. Like my goal was, you know, five figure launch. Like that was my goal at the time. I definitely did not have the strategies um, to implement a five figure launch, but that's what I wanted to do, right? But here's what I'm so grateful for. I will say this about myself was that I determined that if anyone paid me a dollar in my business, as long as somebody paid me a dollar in my business, then that means I will be successful. I will have a successful business because I decided I was not going to stop. I was not going to give up because I wanted to live a life of purpose. This goes back to my foundational story of my mom passing away and me finding her handwritten manuscript in her living room after she died. And that moment of wanting to walk in my purpose, when I saw that my mom did not fully execute hers, that never left. That's what started the entire process of me even becoming a procrastination coach because I single-handedly overcame my procrastination by developing some of the coaching tools that I still teach to this day. The belief flow, the action belief process, all of those things, the push-through principle, all of those things came from that period of time. And so it was solidly about purpose. Now, I had no intention of that time of quitting my job. I just wanted to help women and have a little side income, right? I wanted to have a little side income. Now, I wanted it to be profitable, but I I didn't think I'd be able to quit for like another five or six years because I mean, how long does it take to grow a business? And I'm listening to all these podcasts and I was I was very aware that it wasn't going to be like an overnight success situation. And so I really didn't have any intentions of quitting my job at that time. And everything changed in June of 2020. So June of 2020 was when George Floyd was murdered. And that experience was the capstone of all of the horrific racism, misogynoir, and just systemic injustices that I had experienced at my medical school where I was working. It highlighted to me and and the you know the it's, the response from administration was just absolutely absolutely abysmal and it highlighted to me that I needed to get out. I was so grief-stricken, overwhelmed, sad having to put my then 9-year-old to sleep every night and he's asking me questions like why do people want to kill me just because of the way my skin looks? I mean, when I talk about the overwhelm and the fear and the frustration and the generational trauma that was, you know, that's really baked into my epigenetics that was intensified through that experience. And to have my institution continuously come to me, I'm in pain, I'm hurting, and they're asking me to hold racial justice town halls, which I knew weren't going to change Anything in the system. It was just a band-aid and it was just performative allyship, quote unquote, heavy on the air quotes. Performative allyship, right? I knew it wasn't gonna change anything. And then furthermore, you want me to be the one to perform when I'm the I'm the patient that's bleeding out on the table, but you want me to repair my own gunshot wound. Absolutely not, absolutely not. It reinforced to me and brought up so many memories of blatant acts of racism that were perpetuated against me that I internalized as my own, you know, insecurities. Like I took what they were doing to me and I turned it on myself and blamed myself. And I did an episode with Claire Pelletro, like maybe five or six episodes ago. Um, It might be more than that, but we will link it in the show notes because I talk about those racist acts, like me getting fired from a leadership position because this white lady says she didn't want to work with me anymore. And nobody even asked me for my point of view. Like all of those things I outlined in that episode, but they all came back to me. So I want to talk to you about the moment that I quit. And notice what I'm saying. I did. I had not left my job. I had not left my job at all. I was still working. I had not, I did not have any money saved. I, you know, had just made essentially 5K in my business, but I didn't know how I was going to make it again or when it was going to happen again, et cetera, et cetera. Right. However, I took a stand that day and I made. A decision. I made a decision that day to quit. Let me tell you about the day. The Department of Pediatrics held a town hall meeting for all of the faculty and residents to discuss what had happened, to discuss George Floyd being murdered and the impact on the faculty and what the institution was going to be doing about it. Now, I will just say that that meeting was called At all, because I actually told the chair that she needed to do something. I called her and I told her that her response is abysmal and that she needed to do something. Her response, let's hold a meeting. Not the response I would have hoped for, but... Um, I went to the meeting. So I'll never forget. I'm sitting in my office, this same office, different desk, different computer. I was just on my laptop at the time. I didn't have any fancy decorations behind me or anything. But I remember sitting in this office and I logged on to Zoom and I saw over a hundred boxes. On Zoom, most of the cameras were on and I saw colleagues, I saw residents I had worked with and there was this profound sense of sadness that I had because of what was happening, what, what my son was dealing with at the time, what I was dealing with, what I knew other Black faculty and residents were dealing with. There was an immense amount of anger that I noticed in my body. My throat was tight. I felt like I had a ball in my throat, y'all. My throat was tight. And I just remember like heat being in my face. I was so angry. I was so mad. I was so mad. Because again, all of the years of systematic and systemic injustices perpetuated not only against the patients that I love and Cherish and care for, but also against me as a physician and my fellow colleagues, I just was so mad. I was so mad. And it was in that moment that I had a decision to make. Either I was going to tiptoe around the subject, accept whatever they were presenting to me, which was garbage, and just, you know, say, it's okay, you know, I understand they're well meaning, yada, 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 right? Or I was going to Speak my truth, speak truth to power, piss some people off, likely, piss some people off, but speak up for every single faculty member who couldn't or wouldn't, and every single resident who absolutely couldn't because they didn't have the power, right? I was going to speak up. I was no longer going to be silent. I couldn't. And I knew that if I said something, I was opening myself up for potential backlash and fallout. I was opening myself up to to retribution. And I knew that and I fully understood the gravity of what I was about to say and what I was about to do. And I had to make a decision in that moment. And I had to decide if I was going to continue to allow academic medicine to define my worth, to define my value. If I was gonna continue hanging all of my hopes and dreams on academic medicine, if I was going to continue to strive for promotions that likely weren't coming, for recognition that was not gonna happen and to be seen when it was, people were making a concerted effort not to see me. That was a decision that they had made not to see me. And I just had to decide in that moment. And one of the things that helped me make that decision was the belief that I had going in to the month of June, because I made my first dollar in my business on May 1st, 2020. And remember, I had the belief that if I make a dollar in my business, that means I can be successful. That means I can make a million. If I can make, if I can help one person see what's possible for them such that they pay me a dollar, that means I have to make a million because I'm not stopping. And I've Decided I'm going to figure it out. So that means I have a million-dollar business. And I didn't know how because I didn't have anything. (laughs) I didn't have any of the tools that I even have right now as I'm, you know, scaling to a million. But I just had that belief. I had that deep abiding belief and self-trust in God and in my ability to never give up. And so I... When they opened the floor, I hit the little raise hand button on the bottom of Zoom and I sat there and I thought about, as I was waiting, I thought about my mom and the legacy that she left behind. I thought about my children, especially my son in that moment and what I wanted for him and what I wanted him to believe and to know was true based on my life and me being an example for him. I thought about when my mentor fired me from that leadership job and tried to make it like it was in my best interest. I thought about when they didn't hire me for another faculty position, but they did ask me to come in and train them to actually execute on the position. Like I thought about all of those things and I made that decision. The moment I clicked the raise hand feature on Zoom, I had decided to quit my job. I knew that what I was about to say was about to light up the whole (laughs) the whole department of pediatrics. Proverbially, I was sitting in that place on fire and there was no going back. There was no going back. So I hit the button. I waited. There were maybe like two min- two people in front of me. And when I was called on, I hit unmute and I let them have it. I told them that they were self-congratulatory for the fact that they had never actually physically, to their knowledge, killed anyone by putting their knee on someone's neck, right? Because they're all going on and on about how it was a tragedy and it was terrible and da-da-da and the police officer that did And I let them know, I said, you have your knees on the neck of every single Black faculty and resident at this institution. I said, you have your knee on our neck every single time you fire a resident without due process And it's interesting that every single resident that's ever been fired without due process has been Black. You have your foot on our neck, your knee on our neck every single time you pass a Black faculty member up for promotion. You have your knee on our neck every single time you perpetuate health disparities in the system without a care in the world. Y'all, I let them have it. I did not hold back. I was shaking. Thankfully, the camera only came to my chest because my hands were shaking. In fact, my voice was shaking. But I said what I had to say with my voice shaking. And I said what I had to say with my hands shaking and my palms sweating. And I told them how they had the knee on the neck of every single Black person that they were interacting with and that they were no better than that cop who killed George Floyd. I told them that. Y'all, when I hit mute again, I knew that I needed to figure out this business thing because (laughs) I am either gonna get a lot of praise or I'm getting fired, (laughs) like fired, fired. And I made a decision in that moment, like I said, that was my moment. That was my quit moment. I quit my academic medicine job at that moment. And I made the decision that I was going to change lives in my business. Now, you guys are in a much better position than I'm in because I didn't know what I was doing. I did not know what I was doing. Okay. And it was quite a journey. And the rest of that year did not turn out the way I thought it would. So, I'm going to leave it there for now. This is going to be a series. This is going to be a series where I walk you through exactly how I got to this point, how I quit, right? Like the actual, so that was my quit moment. But then when did I actually walk away? What did that actually look like? I'm going to walk you through all of that as we lead up to this webinar. I'm going to talk about all the things that have changed in my life and my business, how I was able to scale my business to six and multiple six figures, how I was able to start getting my clients incredible results. You're going to hear from some of my clients and their quick journeys as well, all leading up to the webinar on November 28th and to the doors of the Dr. Coach School being open for the last time this year. And I actually am not sure when they're opening again, truly. I'm not exactly sure when they're opening again, but if you want to make money in your business, you got to join us in DCS. DCS is my 12-month coach training program and the only coach training program in the industry with a proven process that will help you sell, market, and deliver high-impact, high-ticket coaching and help your clients get incredible results so that you can scale your business to six figures and beyond. So you are going to hear from some of my six-figure earners. You're going to hear from some of my earners who are brand new coaches selling $5,000, $10,000, $12,000 coaching offers. Right, on demand, $20,000 coaching offers on demand. And I'm going to walk you through my journey, how I even developed the system that I have, right? the intellectual property that I have, how I help my clients develop their own intellectual property, all of the things. So I'm going to be walking you through my entire journey in this series. And all you need to do is register For the Dr. Coach School webinar, quit your doctor job by becoming a doctor coach. It's time to quit, y'all. It's time to quit. It's time to let that go, right? Again, listen to my story. I quit my job internally two years before I actually left. That is the key. It's time to quit hanging all of our purpose and our hopes and our dreams on medicine. When you can make money and have a purpose right now, from your own brain. I will see you guys on the next episode where I walk you through my 2020 year and it was tumultuous and it was not all that I thought it was gonna be, but that's exactly why I am where I am today. So I will see you guys in just a few days for the next episode. Peace and love y'all.